windows, lock your doors, keep your loved ones near, time is running out, it's here for Welcome to Ear for Fear. This is Donovan. Hey, and I'm Rick. And this is the podcast where we talk about scary movies or movies trying to be scary. Uh, today we're going to be uh, talking about 1988's The Blob. Before we uh, jump into it, um, let's do a real, real quick uh, synopsis. Uh, a deadly entity from space crashes near a small town in California and quickly starts to consume anyone in its path. Panic and fear takes over as uh, shady government scientists try to contain the horrific creature. What did you think donovan had had you seen this before mm, yeah i've seen well i think so i think i've seen bits of this um but it's like one of those you just watch movies when you're a kid and then you know like you become an adult and all these things kind of mix together so i think i've seen this but i don't know it's like like a very deep swimming pool or something you know you yeah. can't really see the bottom but i see bits of it yeah. So I think so. I remember parts of this movie anyway. I wonder if I had probably introduced it to you when you were a kid, but I don't know if you ever like maybe sat down and watched the whole thing with me. I can't remember like maybe showing it to you. Maybe maybe it was on and you just kind of caught a, a scene or two, you know, that's or maybe you're catching stuff online. Maybe that shows bits and pieces of it or no one talks about the blog. They so, don't. Right? No, right. I don't think I've seen it online. So right off the bat, because I've been meaning to ask you this because we watched it. And it seemed like you enjoyed it, but I, I haven't asked you. So what did you think? Like, did you like this? So I think I saw the IMDb score and the Rotten Tomato score after we watched it. And I was like, oh, yeah, those are pretty low. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, uh, I know this is emulating the 1950s original, and that was definitely B-movie material. Yeah. At least that's what I've read. Um, and it's even like B-movie classic material. Um, so I know this is already kind of got like a little bit of like, of like salad on its face or something because it's a remake and no one likes remakes for whatever reason. Um, so I think that this is a good movie and I think I haven't read the criticism of this movie, but what I saw, I liked, and I don't have too many complaints. And I think I even brought this up when I was watching it to you. And the only reason this movie is even in my brain is because we're going through a pandemic, but Contagion is a movie that kills basically like 80% of its, well, not every, it kills a lot of people and a lot of big names. And I, when we were watching this movie, it was like, oh yeah, this is kind of like Contagion. Um, it almost seems to have no regard for its characters. 
every character that we've been introduced to kind of dies <laughs> besides two really yeah. um and i was like that's really ballsy and it's really cool because then this it doesn't turn into like your typical hero saves the day type movie it does towards the end but for that first hour or so you're kind of just watching like this natural disaster unfold that was actually man-made it's almost like a super prescient movies these days um if you want to talk about like climate change or any of that stuff mm-hmm. um or even just the inability to handle a crisis and i was like oh yeah this movie is actually really good <laughs> and it's also nailing all that's Typical B campy horror movie stuff that you like really cool, like death scenes, even though like it's killing it cool. Or I'm not sorry. Good, innocent characters half the time, even though some of the characters are flawed and that's fine. They're human. And, uh, you know, I just couldn't like there's almost tragedy in it. So that's kind of like my short little spiel. Uh, suffice to say, I yeah, I like this movie. It's a good movie and it's good for multiple reasons. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I got the impression that you liked it, but sometimes I can't tell, you know, and that's why I, I, I didn't ask. I figured I'd save it uh, to the episode and and uh, yeah, they didn't pull any punches on this one. I mean, they, they killed everybody like normal horror movies. They don't kill little kids. and <laughs> They killed the one kid towards the end, which I was like, oh, my God, you know, they, they just they didn't care, you know. See, and that's like where I think I've seen this movie because I remember that scene. And then I remember the the guy who commits basically rape um in the car no i remember that scene and that's why i'm like yeah i think i've seen this movie because i remember like being almost traumatized by those scenes when i was a kid just because i remember them. i was like oh god this is the first time i've ever seen like a kid die on screen yeah you know what i mean (laughs) so yeah i'm pretty sure i've seen this movie but it's like the first time i've actually watched it yeah but yeah this is a good movie i kind of you know i was kind of hoping you'd like it because i know you know i know how you are you know you're you want a movie to do certain things, and if it knows who it, 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 it who it is or what it is from start to finish, you know whether you enjoy. Let's say, let's say you agree with the content or not. You know, um, like Tusk, for instance. You know, it was you know guy gets turned into a a walrus. But you know, if Kevin Smith wasn't so all over the place, you may have maybe at least maybe not liked the movie, but appreciated it more. You know, because because doing enough of these with you. From start to finish, if a new if a movie knows what it's doing and does it, I, you seem to at least respect it. You know, this is a surprise to me. I wasn't expecting it to like this much, to like it this much, but I did. And I just right off right off the gate, we're under ten minutes on this recording so far. Um, I've spoiled a little bit, and by saying people die in this movie, big shock. It's a horror movie, but this is your spoiler free recommendation for me. It's I don't I think this movie has gotten better as it's aged, especially with all these things happening in the world in the last couple of years. And I think that you can attach a commentary to this movie that probably wasn't intended, but I still think is there. So, give, yeah, give give it a watch. <laughs> it'll hit your political bone um, and it'll you'll have a good time as it tickles it. It's 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 very fun movie. Um, I never get tired of this movie at all. Um, and yeah, like you said earlier on, people crap on remakes and I'm definitely one of them. And I'm kind of a hypocrite, you know, and I'm going to call myself out because for the most part, I would say 90, I don't know, five, 99 percent of remakes. I just I stay away from doesn't mean I haven't seen some of them. 
Um, some I just purposely stay away from because I know they're they're gonna suck. Um, but this is you know the the original Blob I think came out in 1958, starring Steve McQueen. I had never seen it. I thought I had seen some of it, but I was watching some stuff on it. I had never seen it. Steve McQueen. I mean, he was a very I don't know. I just I, I he was a he was a very good actor, a very revered actor. Like you know, people really respected him. So for him to do a you know a 1958 you know kind of B movie. That seemed odd to me, but but I don't know. I mean, I don't know enough about it to, to really comment, but it just seemed it seemed strange to me. But this is a remake that is done really well. And I was watching the trailer for the 1958 blob. And yeah, they they followed in this movie a lot of the stuff from there. So this is a true remake. You know, I mean, the, the thing was a remake. And so and I love the thing. So I can't I, I, I'm not a fan of remakes. Um but there are some good ones out there. So, you know, I, I can't I can't just sit here and crap on all of them, um, you know, because, again, I'm, I'm being a total hypocrite, you know, so because I figured at some point you were going to call me out on it in this episode. Well, I called you out when we were watching the movie. <laughs> I know you did. I yeah, like people who've gone to film school, you have to watch the Maltese Falcon. That's a classic. Uh, anyone who likes movies has probably seen the thing, even if you don't like horror movies and that movie is amazing. Um, I'm not going to put the blob in those, like in that tier, but this is a good movie. Like, and the fact that it was a remake and at that point, like a 30 year old remake at that point, you know, or, you know, 30 years separate from the original. Sure. Um, it's good. It's, it's worth the time and money they spent on this and the effort. Like they yeah. made a good product. Like I don't think remakes as a whole should be shat on. And I understand why people don't want remakes. They want original stories. But I do think that there's a a, a means of transformation on the original work. Like there's the, there's that opportunity that presents itself when you do do a remake. And I do recommend that you know future like future filmmakers or you know filmmakers making movies today take the opportunity to look at stories that haven't been told as good as they can. And I'm not saying that, or, you know, that they want, maybe there's something missing in the original that they could then add to the new one to put, you know, a different spin on it. That's a base. I just said the same thing twice. I'm sorry. That's all right. But, you know, take that opportunity and you might make something really worthwhile. Um, I do think the thing is better. Uh, the James, not James Cameron, uh, John, oh, John Carpenter. Carpenter. Yeah. Let me let me correct myself so people know I know I made a mistake. Yeah, yeah. Uh, John Carpenter's The Thing I think is better than um, Howard Hawks's uh, The Thing. I and I've seen both. I think uh, like Carpenter's is amazing. I think it's one of the greatest movies of all time, let alone horror movies of all time. Um, and The Blob is certainly good. And I will say, like they obviously put a gorier twist on this movie. Yeah, and I think it helps um, this type of. Uh, subject matter because the sort of visceral killings is part of the tragedy of these characters dying it's one thing to see them dead it's another thing to see them suffering the entire time they're dying yeah for their bodies to be melting and um this movie like contagion is kind of there's like this uh sort of natural disaster unfolding and killing these people and it sucks 
And I think a really easy way to show just how bad it is is to by make it very clear how bad it is. Yeah. And that you get that with the blob literally sort of dissolving them as it eats them. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I mean, everything about it. I mean, everything it does, it, you know, it starts off as, as this little this little tiny. I mean, it's not even that big. And then just as it as it just it obliterates everything in its tracks, it just becomes bigger and bigger and becomes just almost this uncontrollable you know, like we said in the in the synopsis, this entity, this, you know, it's it's a creature, it, you know, it's but it's man made. We don't find that out until later in the movie. But, you know, we just think, oh, it comes from space and it's from some alien being and, and it just, you know, but no, this is this is literally man made, you know, the, the government or the military so they could use it for whatever. What was it? Russia? I think it was to fight a cold war. Is that what they said? Yeah. And it's really, which is funny because cold, yeah. it doesn't like cold. And of course we know Russia, you know, so it, that, that, it is where it is cold. Yeah. Right. So it's yeah. just, it's, it's kind of funny, but, but maybe it was, maybe they did that on purpose. It wasn't, you know, because this is truly, you know, it's, it's a, a cheesy campy kind of B movie like the original, you know, I mean, there's so many cool B movie references in this, like, you know, because they, they do a great job with these practical effects. I mean, this, the, the kills alone are phenomenal, but you know, this, this blob itself is pretty cool, but then there's other scenes where it just looks, it looks super cheesy and almost like CGI or something or cl not claymation, but something on those lines, you know, that you would see in those older movies. Um, but I, I think they did it on purpose because they could, they, they, they did it throughout the movie, you know, with like this, this big creature and, and all the, all the, uh, all the effects were just amazing. I mean, the kills were great. Um, you know, I, I just I, I, I love this movie, um, you know, um, all around. I really like how they made the blob in certain shots look like or it looks like they used like. Like chicken, like like raw chicken, you know what I mean? Yeah, it looked a lot like raw chicken to me. Really? Like a whole bunch of raw chicken, like and then colored it or something like like, well, I mean, I've seen raw chicken look like that color before, but yeah, wow. they could have done that. Like or like a spleen, like it looked like they use like actual, like fleshy yeah. meat stuff. I wonder how they did that effect. I probably Not should sure. probably should have looked that up. Probably, but um, yeah, it looked cool. It looked gross. It which did. Is obviously, what they wanted to go for. It yeah. It, um, it did look yeah. I mean, um, yeah. Effects were just uh, they were just awesome. I, I I love the effects on this. Um, you know, like we talked about the thing. The the practical effects in the thing are just uh, they still blow my mind to this day. And what was the thing? 1980, 81 or something like that. I mean, what they did then and then, you know, six, seven years later with the blob. I mean, you know, there's other movies that do really, really um, amazing practical effects. And this is definitely one of them. I, I, I mean, you know, there's a movie, uh, The Stuff that ugh, I can't remember what year The Stuff came out. I can't I almost want to say The Stuff came out prior to The Blob, but I may be wrong or maybe they came out around the same time. That one is definitely a lot more B movie. And I don't, I mean, I don't know if you would like it. Um, I bought it recently on like some special edition and I hadn't seen it in a while. And I was like, I was kind of shaking my head. Definitely not on in the same ballpark as the blob. I think the, ball, the, the blob is just so much fun. Everything, the acting's, acting's good. You know, the, the practical effects are good. Um, the story itself is cool, even though it's a remake, but the stuff was, yeah, it was whatever. This, the stuff has more of a message in there. 
you know, about consumption and, and, you know, and stuff like that. But I mean, we could talk about that one at some other time, but, but this one, yeah, this one's great, man. Um, you know, Kevin Dillon's in it. Um, you know, uh, he, he, people know him, I think from Entourage probably, uh, more recently, I think he was in uh platoon. I think he was in, uh, the movie with Val Kilmer, the doors movie. Um, he's been in some other stuff, but I, I don't know if he, I think he's a good actor. I think sometimes he maybe, maybe, um, he's in the shadows of his brother, you know, Matt Dillon. I mean, and Matt Dillon was like one of the it stars of the eighties, you know, uh, he's done a lot of stuff over the years, but so I don't know if he's ever been in his brother's shadows, you know, you know how those siblings are. It's like, you got one sibling that seems to be, you know, kind of, it, I mean, it more changes. acclaimed than the other. Yeah. I mean, it changes. Just look at the Olsen twins and Elizabeth Olsen, you know, like yeah. it changes for sure. Like, yeah. Um, even the Damons, right? Are there multiple Damons? Oh, there's lots of Damons. Or Wayans. 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 You're thinking the Wayans, like Wayans brothers. Yeah. No, I'm not thinking about no? those guys. Who are you thinking of? I am picturing the I mean, we face. got the Baldwins. You got all the Baldwins. They, yeah, so I was thinking about the Baldwins. And then doesn't, yeah. and what's the guy who plays Thor? Um, uh, Chris Hemsworth. And doesn't he have a couple brothers too? I can't yeah, tell. He does. I can't tell them apart. Is well, that there's, terrible? There's, yeah, there's like a lot of Chris's in Hollywood right oh, now. Oh, okay. <laughs> I I couldn't tell the difference. I'm like, I was uh, watching Cabin in the Woods. I'm like, is that Thor? And I can't remember yeah, if that's the it, brother. It yeah. was, and that was be- way before Thor, even though I think they came out around no, the same time. No, it, well, yeah, it did. But come it out. was filmed way before like the movie came out. Cabin in the Woods was? Uh-huh. And they shelved it or something? I don't remember what the story was, uh, but yeah, they, that movie was like just chilling for like a couple of years. <sighs> Why does Hollywood do that? Is it just a money situation? It might have been a copyright thing because I know, oh. like, it, like it, they borrowed a lot of monsters towards that end of that movie. Yeah, or they wanted it to be like released together with the Steam or that game made by Steam or Valve called uh, I don't remember. Yeah, I've never played. It's like a zombie game. Oh, okay. oh, Left for Dead. Oh, okay. um, oh, Left for Dead. Okay. Uh, so maybe because they use those zombies in in that thing too. So, oh, I don't know. It could so have been just like some kinda, weird conglomeration of like rights uh, issues, kind of like time, like timing. Time, yeah, time. Maybe. Time, yeah. I don't take my word for it. I don't. I, my brain is stupid. I don't remember everything. I know Hollywood does that. I know they do that with like uh, the, the Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, and then the and you know they're trying to get like a chocolate bar made in time, and um, and I don't know if that worked out. And I know there was like a. God, there was something with a, was it the Atari game? Was it E.T.? Was it E.T.? And then E.T. coming out around the same time, they were trying to get the, I want to say it's E.T., but the game was just a complete piece of crap. I think it's E.T., but they wanted to to do the game and release the movie around the same time so they could market it together, but they rushed the game and did it in like, I don't know, it was like six or eight weeks, some Atari game. And I think it's a, is that, is that the one where there's a documentary where, they go to search for the landfill of all the Atari games of ET. I mean, I know about the landfill, but I don't was know about it was ET. Am I? Am I? That re- is ET. Is it, that sounds right because I watched the documentary. You think I would remember this? But the game was just it was just horrible. Like they they rushed it so they could try to get it, you know, to be released around the same time as as the movie. And you know, so of course quality is going to suffer when you do that. You know. Yeah, it still happens. Like it sucks. Yeah. But anyways, um, um, we're getting off on a tangent, which is, I guess, okay. 
Um, I mean, so, it's our podcast. That's we'll, <laughs> right. We, we can, can do whatever, do whatever we, we want. We can do whatever we want, man. Yeah, we can sit here and drink some fraps that I made. How's your frap, by the way? Is it pretty good? Is it Irish cream? I did uh, I did uh, a little bit of vanilla and a little bit of Irish cream. Yeah, I can what, taste it. What do you think? I had the Irish cream in like a regular latte and it tasted bad. Oh. But I huh. have, this is okay. This is fine. Yeah, this is pretty good. I, I want to try the pumpkin one that we bought, the pumpkin spice, but yeah. I just... I was going to try that, but I just like putting mint in everything. So I haven't tried it. You do. You're you're minting everything these days. That's good. I like like the way it feels in the mouth. You like mint. I see. I'm not a fan of mint. So, so I do want to try really a taste thing. It's just like, it makes it all feel all fresh. Kind of like maybe you just, it just feels minty. It feels minty. It feels cool. Brush your teeth or something. Yeah. It feels exactly like coffee and brush your teeth at the same time. So I haven't, that's why I haven't tried the pumpkin spice. I want to try that one. I was almost tempted to like mix a squirt of the of the um syrup in this one but i wasn't sure like irish cream vanilla and pumpkin spice i don't know i think I pumpkin forget, spice vanilla i forget how they do it at starbucks um i think they put nutmeg on top is that sound right mm-hmm. so nutmeg yeah. or cinnamon or is it both that sounds right nutmeg i think nutmeg. maybe some cinnamon i too. mean i like that's why i bought it i like pumpkin spice yeah um we gotta try it we gotta figure out a drink to to use with it you know it will probably just literally pumpkin spice yeah, yeah, I'm not sure what else they put into it. They could do like a vanilla base. I mean, that dude, they put vanilla in like caramel macchiatos. So, yeah, that's how you make a caramel macchiato. Maybe next time I'll throw some vanilla and pumpkin spice, see what that tastes like. But yeah, yeah. Anyways, no, these are pretty good, though. Um, you know, I needed some caffeine because I got up real early to get my um, my tires changed and an oil change. And that took like three hours. So, yeah. I needed some caffeine, so cool. Yeah, better way. <laughs> so, anyways, the blob, man. Uh, do we want to just kind of jump around, or you want to kind of start at the beginning? We know it comes from. It seems like it just comes from space. Uh, it's like a meteor, well, kind it, of, right? It does come from space. I mean, it's man-made. Uh, it looks like a meteor. Um, we'll find out later that it's actually kind of like a satellite. Um, they, I guess, they were doing like tests up in space just to see how this thing grows. We'll find that out later. But yeah, inside this meteorite, and it looks like a meteorite when you first see it, it's like a strange goo, and that's the blob, and some homeless guy checks it out, and he gets attacked by the blob. Um, Yeah, they don't really explain the blob, do they? It doesn't, I guess, I don't know if it's sentient, or if it's just kind of like moving towards like warm stuff. I don't know if it knows what it eats, or if it's just eating kind of anything. Um, But yeah, it attacks the guy, and it eats his arm slowly. Yeah, it just attaches to him, huh? He yeah. can't he can't get it off. I mean, yeah, he can't. And so he wants to like chop his arm off. Yeah. And that's where the biker kid sees him. Yeah, Kevin Dillon. What's his character's name? I Kevin it's Kevin Does, Dillon. Doesn't matter, Doug. Yeah, yeah. So doesn't Ke- matter yeah. in the grand scheme of things. So yeah, so he yeah, they just <clears throat> he comes across him. Um I I think Tawny Smith's character uh and her date are driving, they almost hit him. Uh, they end up taking the, the old man to the hospital um, and um, yeah, I mean, he basically gets dissolved, right? The, I think the doctor goes to to look at him and he's, I, I think maybe his head is still there, but his whole torso is like the rest of his body is dissolved. Does yeah. that sound about right? Yeah. His torso, his like upper torso is intact, but the rest of it's just kind of gone. Just gone. And yeah. the, the blob's gone. And so we find out that, uh, and again, I don't know all these characters' names, uh, but the, the, you know, Tawny Smith's date, he's like a football jock. Um, the blob, I think he ends up getting, uh, the blob is on the ceiling 
and comes down on top of him and and basically absorbs him and she comes in and finds you know finds him i don't know being consumed by this thing which is you know which is just a a, a very cool scene um just looks it, it, i mean doesn't it look real like if you were being attacked by some weird blob thing that's what it would look like it wasn't it you know it was it was done it's just done well they it was it was executed quite well i mean you know you're feeling for this guy he's being pulled away by this blob thing being being a you know uh he i'm sure he can't breathe and he's just being suffocated and dissolved and that's just a shitty feeling well i'd imagine <laughs> uh, yeah so the first two characters that die is that homeless guy and then the would-be boyfriend you know the date yeah and at that point like we kind of begin the movie with that guy the the date guy the jock guy the football player guy yeah um and you're like oh yeah okay so here's the hero of the movie yeah yeah this is the girl uh they're gonna be you know protecting each other throughout the movie and that's that's what i'm in for i've seen it a million times i I get it yeah you know let's just do it and then nope he dies (laughs) uh right after he calls the sheriff to report yeah. the strange stuff that's going on. And it's kind of crazy because he's, you know, he's trying to care for the homeless guy. He drives him to the hospital. He checks on the homeless guy to make sure he's okay. He's not, he's, sees something weird. And then he, you know, like, well, he could be dying. And then he, he gets the doctor to check him out and he's dead. And then he's gonna, he wants to call the sheriff to warn him what's happened. There's a dead guy here. I don't know what's going on. And then he dies and it's like, okay, so this movie is doing something a little bit different. Yeah. Um, this movie doesn't really care about the, you know, the protagonist or doesn't really have like a main character in like the first hour of the movie and it's just going to kill everybody. Yeah. And it's like, okay, so that's our one shocking death. Maybe it won't happen again, but then it does happen <laughs> it again. to everybody. Um, Every character we seem to like, you know, that it introduced, it's just like, okay, well, don't, don't get used to them. <laughs> and that's why I like this movie, you know, um, a very common thing. We talked about it like a week or two ago is a day in the life of, and this is where you establish in the first act who these characters are, what life is like for them. And to, like a smart writer will do that as they're progressing, you know, they're setting up all the, 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 the actual movie stuff. But you, you, you need to have some sort of established normalcy. And you get that here with the sheriff having the crush on the, the diner lady. Yeah. The diner lady, like, reciprocating that. But, you know, also taking care of, you know, the delinquent kid, you know, Kevin Dillon. Kevin yeah. Um, you see the boyfriend pining after a girl, or the date pining after yeah. a girl, but playing a football. You know, all these people like watching high school football. You, you get all this stuff, you know. So it sucks when they just die out of nowhere for no good reason. Yeah. And then they die horribly too. Yes. They and do. Yeah. that's, you know, like it's not shocking for shocking sake. In my opinion, it's there to set up just how horrible their untimely deaths are. And that's how I, you know, I think these days that's a very, very, um, relatable thing. And it's, it kind of, you know, it, did I have fun with this movie? Yeah. But I, I, had all this in the back of my head thinking how unnecessary was all this yeah you know so yeah um that's gonna happen again because you know the girl uh what's her name uh or the actor's name at least uh, tawny smith tawny smith yeah you know she no one believes her that she saw the boyfriend die by this thing and so everyone is dismissing her 
uh, cops. They just think he's missing, right? Like maybe yeah, he's missing or, or there's something. like a killer. Um, so that the cops are searching around. There's only two cops. There's a sheriff and a deputy, and then the rest are volunteers. It's typical small town, right? Right. And then the parents don't believe uh, Smith. So you know, this blob is just kind of running free, and it's going to kill more people. And I think this is yeah. where we get like that that predator stuff, right? God, yeah. Isn't this terrible? Like this is like it, it, I mean, how did they get away with this in the 80s? Because there was a lot of movies like this. I, you could not do this today. I feel like you could do it today only because he dies horribly, but you think? It's played for laughs, I think, and I think that's where the issue is. If you don't play it for laughs, you're okay. But because we're almost supposed to be like, oh yeah, these <laughs> I totally get it. It's like that's what makes it wrong and yeah i think i mean you can even just go as far back as like the 40 year old virgin and be like oh yeah those gay jokes sure don't hold out these days um so it's just like it's a product of the times and i think that's always a issue you're gonna have when you watch any movie like we can watch movies today 20 years from like oh yeah that probably wasn't great for like transgendered people or whatever yeah yeah um so yeah it kind of sucks it's a cool thing that he dies because that guy's a douche. He is a douche. But I wish the girlfriend didn't die since she know, basically she... got date raped and then yeah. she died. I, I, um, yeah. And that's kind of like a death I'm not super, I'm not a fan of. Well, I'm not a fan of it at all. Um, so, yeah, that sucks. But that happens in the movie. Yeah, yeah. And on, this movie isn't perfect. So it's not, yeah. Yeah, we don't really have to like talk a and lot about And I don't agree that. with it. Yeah. I don't. I but mean, I guess the bottom line is he gets it, which he deserved. To do. If anyone in this movie deserve to get it because there wasn't a lot of people other than the government the 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 government people that were basically um quarantining this whole town and and who cares you know they're just uh collateral damage at this point um some of them die and they deserved it and he deserved it but no one else really deserved it i mean she he gets her drunk and takes advantage of her but you know but yeah man he he ends up dying in, in the car. Um, we don't need to really, you know, we don't have to go into detail on it because, you know, but uh, yeah, this thing just this thing just I don't know. You know, they don't explain it. I you know, I think it's just in, 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 for convenience purposes. We just see it when, you know, when it's going to be one of the characters that we've started to get to, to know is going to is going to is going to die. Right. Because we don't know what is it moving towards. We know it doesn't like cold. We know it doesn't like any cold. So ice or anything like that. You know, we know it doesn't like that. So I don't know where it's moving to. Is it just, is it just, does it recognize body temperature and, and goes up? This is something we can feed on and just kind of moves on, you know, like, like if it was to go through, say, a, a I don't know, a, a farm, does it just annihilate all the cows and pigs and everything in its tracks? Because it's, you know, I, I know, know there are like some little slime thingies, like maybe it's slime mold. That I think shoots gas or whatever, the like to almost like sniff out where like potential food is. Yeah, but yeah, you also have like heat or whatever. But it, it's not clear in the movie what's going on, so we can just chop it up to it's just aiming one. Like, well, no, because it's like almost like a predator. Like it hid in that girl's body after it ate her, and then attacked him. It's just it's just a horror movie being a horror movie. Yeah. Is there really logic? I don't think no, there is. No, there isn't. It doesn't need to be. It just eats people. It, it just yeah. it goes to a bunch of different areas. It kind of traverses the sewers. 
But it just eats people. <laughs> it shows yeah. up where it needs to, and then it eats some. Yeah. Yeah, it just follows all of our main characters, and then it just, you know, and it just takes down anyone in its path, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, so we got that. Let's see. Uh, I think at this point, oh, yeah, the sheriff questions, you know, Kevin Dillon's character. Because he's the, you know, he's the town, he's the town bad boy, you know. You could tell he's been in trouble. But, you know, deep down, he's, he seems like a pretty good kid. You know, I think I think maybe maybe some of it is stuff he's done over the years or maybe it's just, you know, um, maybe stuff that he hasn't done is just got accused of or they just assume he's just a bad apple, you know. So they also like keep complaining about or, you know, blaming the actions of his mom on him and his parentage. And they keep throwing that in his face. It's like, yeah, like what the hell, man? Can you at least try to help the kid out instead of? like reach out and try to help this kid because he's coming from a bad place instead of putting him down for it. Yeah. Like how shitty are you? But um, that's, but that's pretty, that's pretty stereotypical though. And, and especially a lot of these movies where, okay, if you're, if your mom or your dad was this, you're a town drunk or you're whatever, then all oh, the kids just a, you know, bad seed. So, you know, let's, you know, yeah, it sucks. This. I don't like it. Yeah. But it happens here. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, actually I think that cop lives through the end of the movie. He does. The, Which I, the guy I, from RoboCop. Yeah. I think I, I think I found his character even redeemed a little bit because he like almost helps that kid. Right. Cause he sh- like, there's just like gunfire. I don't know. It's weird. I, I don't quite no, he remember because there's a yeah. standoff. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He does help. I think he, he takes a bullet uh, towards the end of the movie, but yeah, I think he kind of redeems himself and we had seen him in, um, he was one of the bad guys in, in, in the original RoboCop. I, I, I always forget the actor's name. Uh, but he's very recognizable and he's the one that gets the toxic waste in, in RoboCop, which is, which is a phenomenal scene. But, you know, um, I forget his name, but I, I, I honestly, I don't remember seeing him in other uh, it, other than the blob and, and RoboCop. But I'm sure he's done other stuff. But uh, the sheriff I've seen in other stuff, um, you know. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we get this, uh, you know, you know, kind of things are going a little screwy in, in the town, you know. Um, Kevin Dillon, he ends up going to the little the little uh, diner where uh, I forget her, you know, the character's name. I don't know. Let's just call her Fran. That just seems like a, is that her name? Is it her name? Fran? Her name's Fran. That just seems like a. I think it is. Yeah. Like if you're working at a little diner, that just seems like the the a common name for for someone. But uh, he comes in late, and she's you know she's cleaning up, but she you know she makes him a sandwich because he just had a crappy day, and and so and then you get Tawny Smith who sneaks out of the house to go and. You know, to go meet up with him to, you know, um, look, you know, we saw something here and, you know, we got to address this thing. But, you know, um, then we get the, you know, we get, you know, the the, the scene with the, uh, I don't know what you call him, a dishwasher, I guess. Is he a dishwasher? Just maybe a. Well, this is a small a town, boy. small. Yeah. Uh, he probably does everything. Yeah, he probably, he probably cooks. He probably cleans. He does the dishes. Yeah, yeah. Dude, he's, it's probably him and Fran. That's, and maybe yeah, one other person. Yeah, probably. Yeah. So. Yeah. And he get he gets it. He thinks there's something in the in the sink because he's trying to he's trying to he's trying to plunge it. Can't figure it out. Sticks his hand in. Of course, he gets he, he gets a the, the 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 blob you know attaches to him and that that death is pretty cool. We we know it's not that couldn't happen, but it's really cool to see. He essentially gets what grabbed down this this sinkhole. Like his entire body, and we see, we see this. His leg is sticking out, and all this blood coming out, and we see like the, 
the pipe, you know, expand, which we know this isn't going to happen, but it, it makes for a great, a great scene, you know? Yeah, it'd be funny if it wasn't so horrifying, right? It's almost, it car- it's almost cartoony. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I think at this point in the movie, I turned to you and I was like, the only people that die so far are people who are helping other people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because I think like the homeless guy gives like a Dylan, like, like a, like, like a nod or like a smirk, you know, like you can uh, earlier, early on in the movie yeah, when he was like, trying to jump the bridge. It's like, like I, like a, I see you type of thing. Like you got it next time type of thing. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And then he dies. He's the first one to die. You get the, the, the football date guy and he helps the homeless guy he warns the sheriff he dies yeah uh the only people who haven't helped really are the the predator and the date rape victim yeah right but then you get this guy who is you know like okay you can't unclog that drain maybe i can do it and then he dies yeah and we're gonna see this a couple more times yeah Um, because we see we see (laughs) so um, but yeah but fran helps yeah. Uh the sheriff is helping basically kind of everybody in an indirect way because yeah. he's looking for the blob even though yeah. he doesn't know he's looking for the blob. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then but he wants to check on Fran because he can't reach her and we find out he dies off screen. Yeah. And then Fran yeah. dies after she sees that the sheriff died come you know, died dude, coming to look for her basically. Dude, dude, why in the hell would you run to a phone okay, so for, for, for you younger listeners, a phone booth is way before your time, but it was literally a booth where you put a you know a dime in at one point, and then it became a quarter and you would make a telephone call. This was big in the eighties. They don't have I don't know, maybe they have them somewhere as I don't know, collecting dust somewhere, but why in the hell would you just, this is a small town. More than likely, the sheriff's department is across the street or around the corner. Why in the hell would you run into a phone booth where you essentially trap yourself? You know, you have nowhere to go with this, with this thing, you know, with an, I don't know. It's not that far away, right? Well, we know it's not far away because <clears throat> the way the film <clears throat> shot this, uh, Dylan and Smith come out of the precinct and then they walk across the street. And then it's Fran's diner. So, yeah. So, yeah, she could have walked like one block and, or ran and one there. block and yeah. she would have been at the sheriff's. And you just, yeah, I mean, you just basically but isolate yourself into this little. It's really stupid, but just chalk it up to like, oh, yeah, panicky, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. Maybe she even thought it was like, oh, yeah, I can't break it. I don't know. Yeah. But I mean, it makes for a, a cool scene. It's really traumatic. That's it is. Sure. It's, it's a up, good man. It's a good kill. Because this thing, uh, this thing um, basically. Uh, so, you know, uh, it, it swarms this, this, um, you know, this phone booth and just it absorbs it, you know, absorb, like I said, it absorbs everything in its path. And she's now, she's now the next victim. So she gets it. So, so all these characters that we like are, except for the, you know, the predator guy, they're all dead, man. You know, I, we got, we got, um, you know, Kevin Dillon, Tony Smith. And I, you know, and I think Tony Smith has a little brother that I, I think is over at the movie theater. He snuck in. I think he snuck out or, or no, he was going to spend the night at his friends. They, of course, they both lied to get into this movie and it's probably like a slasher movie or something. And so they, you know, they, you know, their parents aren't going to let them do it. So they sneak in. So they're at the movie theater with, you know, um, but other than that, there's not a lot of other characters other than that cop that are left. Well, you the know? movie does a really smart thing by just 
the oh. hell was that, dude? So, sorry about that, everyone. Jesus. Um, yeah, that was crazy. Um, yeah, I don't know what that noise was. That was that was kind of creepy. Yeah, it's almost like something like scraped against the ground, like the road or something. Yeah, apologize for that. Um, so uh the movie does a really smart thing the movie does a really smart thing by introducing a shit ton of characters and then uh forgetting them and then coming back to them so the kids are one and then uh the mechanic is another and oh then, yeah and then yeah. it introduces like a bunch of other characters at about like the 45 50 minute mark i don't quite remember yeah it's basically like midpoint act two stuff you know yeah um i think that um so that way we have like a bunch more people to kill yeah yeah right. yeah and we i mean uh, like I, th- I think i was telling you this not not super important but i i think i remember the boy from uh return of the living dead part two i haven't seen return of the living dead part two in a while but i think he was the kid in it anyways um yeah i mean we're uh, not too long from now we're going to be introduced to these I don't know these government scientists, right? Uh, in in all these suits, and um, you know, they're basically there to to monitor what this this blob is doing, um, and to screw the whole town. They're going to quarantine the whole town. They don't care what happens to them. They just want to see what this thing's going to do, you know. And so, you know, ta- uh, Kevin Dillon and and Tony Smith's character, you know, they they. Um, um, I, I I don't know if they're really captured. Are they captured by them? I don't yeah. know. I, I mean, yeah, I, guess. I mean, it's I, it's like capture in quotes. Yeah, I mean, they're basically forcing them along. Yeah, uh, for quote unquote like their protection or whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, they've had guns. They're in suits. They're in unmarked vehicles. They're suggesting to do this, but they're really just kind of telling them to do this. Yes, force forcing them. Yeah. Um. And then uh, they they start heading back into town inside this I don't know this armed vehicle, you know Kevin Dillon, uh, you know he what's his character's name? I keep saying I hate I hate keep saying uh, that we keep saying Kevin Dillon and Tawny Smith. Um, I thought his name was Brian or something like that. Brian is Flag. It, is it Brian? And what's Tawny's? Uh, you mean Shawnee? Shawnee. Oh Have my god! I've been Tawny oh my god! That is terrible. Jeez, dude! I, know, I, just, I give you like a modicum you, amount of trust, and this yeah, is what that you do is terrible. Oh my god, I, I, I apologize. Holy crap! Darren needs to edit all of those Tawnies with Shawnies. I meant Shawnee. Oh Jesus! Uh, Meg Penny is her character's name. Oh Meg, yeah. Um, but uh, Brian ends up, uh, you know, um, you know, I don't know what he did. Kick down the door. I don't know what the hell he did to get out of the armed vehicle and you know he goes back to his motorcycle and you know um she she comes back into town where you know the whole town is on lockdown right so um you know he gets uh he uh, he gets away from uh the 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 scientist on his motorcycle he finally jumps the bridge that he was trying to jump at the beginning he gets away um i think he ends up hiding in the sewer doesn't he and this is what are we talking about? This is where, you know, where Brian or Kevin Dillon's character, he gets away from the scientist in his motorcycle. He goes and hides out, goes into the sewer. Kevin, t- Kevin Dillon doesn't hide dead. I thought he hides in the sewer or he goes into the sewers. He goes with into his motorcycle. the sewer. He yeah. doesn't hide in the oh, sewer. Okay. I thought he was. Don't disrespect I, the character like that. Um, so, but in the meantime, she goes to try to find her brothers at the movie theater. We know the blobs there, you know, a couple more, uh, 
a couple more, um, you know, uh, some kind of cool killings. You know, the whole the whole theater is being taken over by the blob. Um, uh, you know, uh, the 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 brother and his friend and Shawnee. Jesus, I can't believe I did that. Um, you know, it's funny thing is I knew her name was Shawnee. I don't know why I kept saying Tawny. I don't even know what the hell. Um, anyways, I I'm gonna apologize uh, multiple times before the end of this uh, podcast because I feel like an a hole now. Um, no, you should. I mean, I've seen her in other stuff. She was like in a lot of the Saw movies too. Um, I can't believe you would get I, someone's name wrong. I know. I don't think anyone's ever else done that on this podcast yeah. before. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that's true. But still, I feel like a complete a hole. But uh, anyway, uh, her character Meg, uh, they get out of the movie theater. They ended up inside the uh, sewer where, of course, they eventually meet up. I think they meet up with Brian, don't they? You know, uh, who's Brian? That's Kevin. Kevin Dillon's character. Yeah, I think we should call it Kevin Dillon. Now, is it really? I'm not we'll just call, let's just call him KD. I'm <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Uh, yeah, they have a reunion and then they're like, hey, I thought you only cared about yourself. And he was like, no, never did. Yeah. He doesn't say that. I misunderstood. But, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, you know, yeah. what's funny is like, damn, they really went hard on the, like the stereotypes. Cause he's like, isn't he in like a leather jacket mm-hmm. the entire movie? Yeah. That he's, he's got like that. in jeans and a leather jacket, jeans, leather jacket. He's, he's got, got a motorcycle. Qu- he's got the quintessential mullet from that time. Uh, you know, he's got, he's, oh got yeah, a, that's what that was. That was the mullet. Oh yeah. Uh, unfortunately I had something similar to that, uh, back in like the early nineties. I don't know if it was a mullet. It's just my hair was a little longer than than normal. And and you know, these days I keep it pretty short. But that was probably the longest I ever had it. Ah, I was uncomfortable. I don't know how people could do that. But anyways, he had that. Um, yeah, he's your typical. He, he looks like the typical bad boy, right? Yeah. You know. Um, but, uh, you know, if you peel away that onion, you know, you find out he's just like a gooey, like, you know, good boy. Um, so, no, he's there to save the day. So, well, he, so what he wants to do is he saw that, uh, this like entity, this institution that's like surrounding this meteorite with the blob, you know, it's like, oh yeah, I overheard them and it's like actually an experiment and it's going crazy and they just don't care about the town. So now they don't warn the town. Yeah. Right. So that's what he's trying to do. Yeah. And of course he meets up with, uh. Shawnee Smith's Shawnee. character. I told you her name was Shawnee. I don't know why you kept calling her Tawny through this whole episode. You know, I actually <laughs> did call her Tawny, but only because I trusted you as a son would usually you know, trust his dad. I know. You know, once but, I, I, I can't, I can't be right all the time, man. Even though, you know, parents always say that, uh, you know, I, I screwed up. I admit it. My bad. You know, I'm sure I'm going to get shit from people on this one. Um, we'll just, but, you know, we'll just. We'll throw this whole episode out. No way, man. And then we'll record. No, we record. have some good stuff in here, man. We talked about fraps and all kinds of stuff. Uh, <laughs> uh, sewer stuff happens. That little kid dies, whatever. Yeah. Um. So the next little beat that happens is they, f- they find a, like a science guy who like, I mean, come on, you're in the sewer. You're basically like a sacrificial guy. Yeah. But he has a rocket launcher. And then, like, the main government bad guy who, like, spearheaded this whole experiment. It's like, hey, I'm not letting you guys out. And the yeah. blob's down there, so you're probably going to die. And then Dylan is all like, no, I got a rocket launcher, dude. And he one-hands the rocket launcher and shoots <laughs> it. Dude, it would have tore his thing right off. Or even the, like, explosion would have just, like, blown yeah. them up. 
But yeah, so there was like, they put a car or a truck over like, the manhole cover yeah. and he blows it up. And then we're basically like act three, let's finish up the movie type of thing. So they, they, they get out of the manhole cover because they just exploded it. And everyone's like, oh man, what's going on? And then like, they're like, Dylan's like, hey guys, this is a bad guy, dude. He's just trying to kill us all basically. Yeah. And then there's like, what? And then there's like a stand, there's like a, a, <laughs> like standoff, a standoff, right? Like a good, bad, <clears throat> the ugly, you know? Yeah. And then there's like gunfire and then, yeah. And then basically the movie's over. No. Well, I think there was, yeah, I mean, for the most part. They I still got they, they they to deal with the titular, the blob, I yeah. guess. But. Didn't they all make their way into like the church or something to try to protect themselves? And they, they realized that. Um, it's like a church or a community center. Yeah. Basically the same thing for a small town. Yeah. And he's trying to explain to them, hey, look, it doesn't like the cold. So they take uh, fire extinguishers and. No, dude, they forgot no? about all of that. Oh. She, uh, what? Smith's character just happens to grab a fire extinguisher and shoots it at it and then she's like oh yeah that really important tidbit that i saw like a minute 30 and i had forgotten until now yeah that helps stop the thing and so yeah that's when she's like oh yeah the cold yeah. they seem to have a lot of fire extinguishers around didn't they like there's I mean, a there's a rocket launcher explosion it just happened which is just gonna have but they had like a lot of they were like everywhere like they in this community center church i mean they had a ton of them, man. They probably had a lot of fires. I don't know. A lot of fires what in the church want? or something. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it was convenient. But uh, but yeah, I mean, um, yeah. So then I think, uh, I think you know, uh, Brian or Kevin Dillon's character uh, goes, you know, he's going to save the day. You know, he goes to the... Um, he goes to the, the shop that we're introduced to earlier where his buddy works and... Uh, and he gets the, uh, the snow... The, what is it? Like a snow machine or something? I don't know. You know... They pro- I don't know what you use this for. What do you use this for? Is it for like... Are you asking me? Yeah, I'm curious about these things. Is it something that you would use like, say, in a, in a hockey rink? Or would you like, hey, we're going to... Because we know the town used to get a lot of snow, but they mentioned earlier on in the movie that it's just been like dried up for years. And I think that's why you see a lot of businesses closed down. Like it was probably the happening place, like a touristy place, you know? And so now it's not. So I don't know, maybe this machine is to... To create fake snow. I don't I don't know, man. You know, but anyways, he goes to grab this thing, knows this blob thing, doesn't like cold and um, you know, some cool action stuff here and there. And and I don't know, what does he do? Blows the I think they blow the thing up and then it you To know, be fair, I don't think he really does much. Like is it, he, is he it, just is like it crashes it into the blob and then it's Shawnee who does the rest of Sha- the Shawnee does the like rest. Like she really does do the she heavy saves lifting. the day. Who's the one that like Jumps off the machine and gets, of course, their that's Shawnee their, Smith. Their shoelace, you know, stuck to the whatever. Uh, her, her foot got like caught, like on in, some like hose or some shit. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, she does. She does everything, she, dude. She does. Well, he brought the machine over at least. I mean, let's yeah, just, that was a good idea, but like he but, didn't pull the trigger or anything. No, so that so, was so it was like seventy five her and twenty five him, maybe. Yeah, easily. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, they they blow this ice thing up, which creates all this snow and shit and, you know, basically crystallizes the blob, you know, right? Crystallizes it. They're actually pretty cool crystals, man. You know, this whole big pile of crystals. But we know, okay, well, that's not going to last. At least at least in my head, I would think, okay, well, it's, it's, it's eventually going to get not, warm. Yeah, it's not dead. Yeah. It's just frozen. It's just contained. Kind of like but you would the, put it in something. The movie sees this as like a win. Um, 
but then there's like this religious guy. No, he's like a pastor, right? Oh, I mean, technically, well, he's, he's technically a religious guy is right. He's, he's a priest. He's the he's the town priest. What's the difference between a pastor and a priest? Um, I don't know. I just I don't know. Priest was the first thing that came to my head. <laughs> well, pastor was the first thing that came to my head. I don't know. He's a guy who wears that black suit with the white thing on his throat. Yeah, priest. I don't know. I guess I don't know what any of this stuff is. I'm yeah, sorry. I don't. I'm not religious, so I don't know the difference between a pastor and a priest. I don't know. I guess when I look at him, I go. I think priest, but anyways, whatever. He's the he's the he's the town religious dude. He gets burned earlier on in the film, like I don't know. Well, maybe a little while earlier, but we know he uh, he jarred a couple of the, the. I mean, just like one thing, right? I think it was like a couple pieces. I thought like a couple crystals. I thought of it was just like one bit. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But yeah, I know, we're getting grabs, too technical. He grabs a bit of the blob and puts it in a a little jar thing, but he doesn't seal it at first. I'm like, dude, seal that shit. Yeah. yeah. He obviously sealed it off screen. And then, yeah, this guy has a little bit of the blob. And at the end of the movie, he's like preaching about like the reckoning and yeah, basically like end time stuff. But of course he's got the blob. So, you know, it's going to happen when he wants it to happen. And I guess that's like sequel bait. I don't know if this movie ever got a sequel. It never got a sequel. Yeah. Well, which is fine. I'm totally fine with not getting, I, I love this movie. I don't think it warranted a sequel, but yeah, I mean, it's right. Isn't that typical of any eighties horror movie? Let's leave it open for a sequel just in case. Cause we got, you know, 800 Friday the 13th and Halloween's and to be fair, that's like Elm every streets. That's and, like every movie, especially a movie that had a bunch of money thrown at it. Yeah. I don't know what the budget was on this. I don't think the budget was probably uh $10 million, 10 million. Okay. That's not too bad, for, but it only made 8.2 million. Oh, really? What a bummer, man. Did it just, so it just bombed. And then maybe over time, it just became kind of like more of a cult, a cult following, you know, cause I know a lot of people that love this movie. You know, anyone that I, I know have, has seen this movie has always had good things to say about it. That was a cool poster. Yeah. That's some cool artwork. I think I had a t-shirt for this at some point. It's probably like, I, I don't think I have it anymore. I think it's part of my, uh, you know what I know? I actually, I think I gave it to Morris. I think he was going to do something with like a bean bag or something. And he was going to uh, somehow sew this onto the bean bag. Cause it was a similar color or something. So I think I gave it to him, but it was a, I think it was done by fright rags or something. There you go. Fright rags. There's a shout out to you. Not that you needed it or anything, but, uh, you know, I don't know, man, I love this movie. I think we've hit on everything. This is a fun movie. This is of course right up my alley because you know, I love stuff like this. This, you know, ghosts can't be cheesy. Boom. You know, uh, and I'm glad that you liked it. Finally, one that I think, you know, I got that feeling you enjoyed it. And and I'm glad, you know, this movie becomes even more relevant or has become even more relevant today. And I think like I know people are watching Contagion these days just because of, you know, what the state of the world. This is basically Contagion before Contagion, but wrapped up in a B movie. Like yeah. a B horror movie. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I like this movie. Found it surprisingly like relevant um and fun. Uh I think this movie is better watch with, you know, maybe another person or two, if you have any family members into this. Yeah. And then maybe with like some like this is like your your popcorn candy movie. Yep. Bring some popcorn, some candy, some sodas, and yep. have a good time. Yeah. While also being uh like silently bummed in the background about the state <laughs> of the world and how this movie's commenting on it and like nothing's changed. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know but this. yes, yeah. I like this movie for a lot of reasons and those are the two big ones. Yeah. Um, sweet man. Um, what else? I guess that's it. 
Um, I think we hit on everything. I, I, I would say go check this out. Um, watch it. Come back. Listen to our episode or shit, you know, listen to our episode and whatever, whatever sequence you want to do it in is fine. Um, cool. And and one last time, I want to apologize to Sean Smith. <laughs> I I feel like a complete jerk off right now uh, that I was saying for, oh, I don't know, about 45 minutes of this episode, her name wrong. Even though I knew her name, I don't know what happens. I know I've done it earlier on in other episodes where it's like you, you think of something and then you say something else and, you know. No excuse for it. Um, don't don't anyone give me too hard of a time. I, I already feel bad. But. I don't think she's listening and I don't think anyone's going to let her know. Yeah, that's true. And these these this damn this damn a hole over on here for fear is you know saying your name wrong for like forty five minutes you know, um. But uh, anyways, that I think that's it. Um, you know, uh, real quick. Uh, I think Donovan, uh, do you want to chat a little bit about what we're gonna do? I, you're still gonna be on uh, on the show, but not as much with uh, work and stuff like that. You know, your schedule just doesn't you know warrant. Uh... I'm a I'm a very tired person. And I, you know, I know a lot of other people are able to manage a full-time job and then, you know, their hobbies, I'm having trouble doing that. Um, sometimes I'll find myself tired and frustrated and I don't think that makes for a fair recording. You may have even heard me be tired on this podcast, um, in bouts of, uh, uh, lack of talking, um, towards the end of an episode. And that's from exhaustion and sometimes yeah. from frustration at uh the current state of my life and uh you know uh just working a full-time job um well a stressful now to to uh to jump on that you and i both work in the same industry we do different jobs but right you, the work, industry, yeah, you work for title i believe and mm -hmm. i do work for like, kind you of work specifically in title yeah my company works in title insurance and the yeah. where my I lead a department and that department has shrunk as time has gone on. We've had work removed from us and my team that was just usually, you know, hovering around like four to six people is now two people plus me. Um, to be fair, the workload has kind of shrunk down with us, but it can occasionally be quite stressful and very, uh, anyone very in, stressful. Yeah. Even though I only manage two people, it can still be pretty rough sometimes. So yeah, um, sometimes yeah. work can be pretty hard, especially yeah. when my client is escrow. And if anyone has ever bought a house before or refinanced, well, I guess if you've bought a house, you probably, you, well, if you were going to refinance, you probably bought a house. Yeah. But, uh, you know, uh, dealing with escrow, since they're constantly stressed out there because they're constantly working on multiple yeah. escrows that are closing, they're handling buyers, sellers, a uh, bunch, oh, bunch of third parties imagine their yeah. temperament and then imagine me having to sort of finesse what they want us to do uh with that so yeah, it's a strike look the industry as a whole i've been doing it nearly 23 years you're fairly new to it i i don't i think you've been into what two to four years it's a very very stressful it's a very war rewarding industry because i feel like we help people out um in some in some way or another but it's very stressful it's very stressful it's very demanding it can get very uh, tiring. Um, and so. Um, so, yeah, I, I come and, and I don't think this is something that's unique to me. I don't. Um, but I do find it really hard to come back home and I'm really tired. 
And then my dad's like, hey, let's watch a movie. <laughs> let's go do it. Let's go do a let's go do a cool episode. Yeah, or let's record. And like I know it bumps him out when I'm not in a good mood. Um like he's told me as much. And I I feel bad for that. And I also feel bad for anyone who does listen to us, knowing that I'm not bringing to the podcast an energy that should be brought to the podcast. Um, so I'm stepping back. I'm probably going to be doing maybe half of the the episodes we've been doing. We average one a week. I might be doing two a month now um, in an effort to uh, sort of make my, uh, you know, non-podcast life a little bit simpler and give myself a little bit more free time while also bringing to the podcast, hopefully more energy. Yeah. And, and I, you know, for those who don't know, you love your time. You know, when, you know, when you get off of work, you like to, you know, read and relax and, and do different things and, and, you know, to decompress, so to say, and unwind. And, yeah. and if, and, and you're a bit, you're a, I mean, you love that. I like that too. I don't need it as much as you, uh, probably because I'm older and maybe I've just gotten used to it, but I know, I know you're all about your time. And so, and I respect that completely. Yeah. I do need a lot of just Donovan time. Yeah. I, I don't mean masturbation. I mean, like, <laughs> I mean, stupid. I mean, just time to myself, Decom- like de- with, without man. anyone there, without any sort of voices. And I think for some people, that's kind of hard to understand. I know like introverted people know exactly what I'm talking about, but even people I've known my entire life, I just don't, sometimes I just need to be away from everybody. Um, so, and I live with my dad now and my sister, and sometimes that can be a little bit hard. And that could also be why the podcast is just not great sometimes, um, is because I haven't gotten that sort of away time. Um, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's funny you say decompress. I just read, uh, this comic called Goodnight Poon Poon, um, which is something like you guys got for me for Christmas. Yeah. And, I've been meaning to read that since basically the last volume was released just coincidentally in English. And I think that was around like 2015, 2016, but it ended in 2013. And, you know, it's a, it's a manga, it's a Japanese comic. Um, but I, I knew the art was amazing and I also knew it was really sad. Um, oh. so I, I, <laughs> I, I was hesitant to read it and then I finally started to read it. I binged like the first four or five volumes and I stopped for a bit. Yeah. And then I picked it back up after about a month. Yeah. And then I finished it and it was some of the most devastating shit I've ever read. Yeah. And I, I was kind of reeling <clears throat> from that for like a few days. And to be honest, I'm still kind of feeling it. Yeah. Um, Interesting. So it's, so- it's, it's funny that, you know, I'm taking this time to just to, to, to not feel like sad and tired, but then I'm like engaging in like something that's tired <laughs> or I'm sorry, sad. Um, but you know, I had a good cry and it, I felt better and cathartic almost, but I guess the point is, is that, you know, you, you got to find time for yourself. You got to find time to do multiple things that you want to do and not just sit around and watch YouTube all the time. Yeah. All the time. You can do that. Just, you know, everyone mix in with some yeah. other things in there. Everyone has their, uh, their vices, man. I, you know, for me, sometimes it's, it's literally going outside and I complain about it, but it's just sometimes it's doing yard work for some reason it, it almost puts me at some sort of ease or peace you know i'll go out and i'll mow and i'll edge and i'll and i'll and i'll trim down shrubs 
Um, and it's and it sucks sometimes, but so, sometimes it's just my way of just I don't know some sort of release, man. And maybe there's some people out there that understand, and and everyone has their different things. You know, it could be it could be sitting down and watching a movie, it could be reading a book, it could be I don't know washing dishes, vacuuming, all these different things. Everyone has their own things, so it's all different for everybody, and that's okay. You know, um, so but we wanted at least you know. Let let the uh, let the listeners know. Uh, you know, I think uh, you know. I'm not sure quite. I'm not positive on how we're going to do it yet. I have an idea. You know, it could be uh, you know a couple episodes with Morris, who we who we've had on before as a guest. A um, couple episodes with Darren, who we had on as a guest, who by the way uh, does uh, all our editing and does uh, the music for the episodes, which are just fucking phenomenal. Yeah, the music's really great, Darren. If you're listening to this, I know I haven't talked to you. I haven't talked to you personally, but. Like everything I've listened to has been like amazing. So, yeah, I mean, he's killed it on these things. Oh, my God. Um, And we got some and he's got some other cool music, uh, you know, in the future. Uh, and I think we're talking about maybe doing a, a new intro, um, you know, uh, and he's got I actually listened to part of it last night and sounds really cool. But uh, I think we do that maybe once in a while. I might do an episode by myself. I don't know if I can carry an episode by myself because uh you know, I know a lot of horror movies. I've been watching them most of my life, but I feel that you have so many damn good insights to say. I, uh, you know, to me, it may be, it, it may not be as educational or as structured if it's just me by myself, but you know, that's a possibility. Um, you know, but just wanted to let the listeners know what's, what's happening. You're, you're not going anywhere. You're still going to be around and, and, and hopefully more uh, energized and jazzed, um, you know, just to take some time for yourself. You know, nothing wrong with that, man. I still love you guys. Yeah. It's not you. It's it's me. <laughs> uh, so anyways, man, we probably uh, we probably rambled to uh, maybe a, a little longer than we thought on that. But anyways, um, I think that's it. Anything else you want to throw in there? I'll see you guys around. Yeah. Cool, man. All right. We'll uh, see you next episode. Thanks again for listening. Make sure you tell everyone about our Ear for Fear podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Ear for Fear. You can also check out our website, earforfear.com. There you can keep up to date on news, events, and episodes. You can find us wherever you listen to podcasts. We hope you come back and get an earful.